Do we deserve bird scooters? How bad should I feel about some of these old tweets? If you know the name of that really artsy Alice in Wonderland porn, can you tell us? It's Eugene V. Debs and Socialism this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. What's going on? What's going on? Um, I slept in today and I realized that uh, if I don't, if I'm, if I have like a late day or a day off, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Oh. Because I feel like I'm in a mode of like do stuff, get stuff done, yeah. work, work. And so when I'm like, oh, you're fine. It's okay. We're not mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's a party atmosphere. You can yeah. jump in at any time. Hello, we'll introduce you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and so like I, I slept not even super late, but enough where I was just like, oh, man, I'm ruining my day off where I should be like busy and getting caught up on things and doing things. And I had to keep reminding myself, like, no, you, it's okay. Yeah. This is your day to not do those things. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that we put too much of an emphasis on uh, working so hard Mm -hmm. and like doing too many things. Yeah. That's a good segue to the topic. Oh! That's our seg alert. (laughs) She joined right in. She knows. This is our first guest to get the seg before us. Yeah. (laughs) Go, go into it. Um, I mean, in this nation, I'm gonna get on my soapbox here for a second. In the in the in in America, we've had to work very hard just to create a 40-hour work week. We've had to work very hard. We've had to unionize in order to make sure that we are not completely overworked and overwhelmed. And yet here we are in the year 2019, and yet we still feel this way. Every hour of our lives needs to be devoted to doing something. Well, I say no fucking more. Who's with me? Uh, (laughs) Oh my god, all these people are in my apartment. What happened? (laughs) Let me introduce our guest and then she can explain why I went on that little speech. She's a comedy writer for shows like Dear White People and I Love You America. Please welcome Leanne Bowen. Hello. Hello. The crowd's cheering again. They're all all around us. (laughs) What's that noise like? Oh, I think like rubble, 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 rubble. Leanne is here to talk to us today about Eugene Debs, the guy who was the presidential candidate for the Socialist Party of America. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I will try to do my best. I want to make a disclaimer that Dates are bad. Uh, no worries. <laughs> we have the internet. Did, we yeah. have the internet. It's fine. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> everything I talk about happens about approximately between 1880 and like 1930. So. Yes. I guess I should start with like. I'll just go through and dub over you. Yeah. For 18. any dates that are on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the War of 1840. <laughs> 1902. <laughs> yes. When. That'd be so amazing. When. <laughs> when this guy decided to go there. <laughs> and I just get more and more irritable as the podcast goes on and I have to keep doing it. Yeah. George Washington. <laughs> How'd you get that wrong? United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii. It's oh. called Hawaii. How did you mispronounce Hawaii? Um. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for having me on and get jumping into this subject of course uh socialism is a big topic on american it's a topic right now um eugene debs was a real special little guy uh bernie sanders happens to have him had had him hanging in his mayoral office in vermont so it was like a big um it was a big uh guy for him he was like an inspiration he was bernie's bernie he was bernie's bernie but he was a lot of people's bernie <laughs> um and i i don't want to like connect him to bernie because he's actually like paved a lot of ways for just like labor organizing and like labor rights and a lot of things that we like love in this country like lunch breaks mm. and like children not having to work until they die <laughs> um so he uh 
Where should I start with him? What should I talk about? Well, let me ask you the same question I always ask everybody that comes on the podcast. Why do you know that? Oh, why? That's that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) So I showed up to podcast called "Why Do You Know That" and was was blindsided by the question. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, oh god, this I have to tell like a history lecture. Um, So the reason I know so much about him uh, is because my parents were socialists. Uh, my dad was in the Black Panther Party, which was they were all notoriously socialists and communists. Um, and then my mom was a leftist uh, at UCLA, and that's how they met. They met through like political organizing, and she was a Marxist. Uh, she was like protesting. There was a dictatorship in the Philippines at the time. Marcos, you may know his wife Melda Marcos and all her shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they met then, and uh, they were comrades before they were husband and wife. They call each other comrade. Uh, my middle name is Slavic. It's Radmila, and it means worker of the people. Mm. So I guess they call us like red diaper babies. Um, <laughs> I know. Isn't that so stupid? I hate it. It's also kind of like, what's wrong with that baby? <laughs> what's wrong with that baby? Is she bleeding? Is <laughs> <laughs> shitting blood? <laughs> we need a doctor. We quick. Need a doctor, quick. Um, but I would say I was never like indoctrinated. Like, I didn't really learn about Marxism until I was like in high school or college, but I always knew that like capitalism was a system and like understand things in terms of like proletariat proletariat and bourgeoisie. Um, But I didn't like, yeah, I really didn't dig in till like college. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, this is whatever my mom and dad were up to. Um, When they were younger, they had like Sunday reading groups with their Marxist friends and they would like read books and like me and all my cousins would be downstairs like watching porn (laughs) 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 no i I was like i thought you were were gonna say like checkers or like nintendo we found oh my god i wish i could find this we found a 70s version of allison the porn version of allison wonderland and it was beautiful it was like shot on film and it was a whole adventure and it was like she was just getting like eaten out by like cats and mad hatters and like the real I vision. Mean, people, <laughs> yes. It was like mind blowing, and it was even mind blowing. I think more so for us because we were so familiar with Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So yeah, that was like the first time I got like. I am horny. now obsessed. You I need have to, to find. I, I need to find this porn. A glorious porn, porno, <laughs> pornography movie. It's quite glorious. I wonder what. Do you remember the name? If it's like a pun. I don't know. Alice it's in the seventies. Assless in Wonderland. Alice in Plunderland. Um, oh, that's much better. That's, that's much better. Great. That's great. Okay. So while upstairs they're trying to figure out how to how to, how to overthrow capitalism, yeah. you're downstairs getting horny. Getting super horny. I love with this, my cousin. I love this. <laughs> I love this sex positive um, portrayal of Alice in Wonderland too. Yeah. Just like independent, free, going yes. around Wonderland, getting eaten out, yeah. doing what she wants to do, yeah. having her agency. I like that. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. was great. I think that's why they chose. <laughs> 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 yeah, really elevated, really elevated yeah, taste in porn. Yeah. Good. Like, um, <laughs> we need like a feminist, you know, perspective on now. Porno uh, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, porno Alice. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's say aliens came down and they're like, "Tell us about systems of government." How would you explain maybe the a very brief? versions of what socialism is versus Marxism versus communism because these are a lot of words that get thrown out all the time and no one really seems to know the correct definitions. Yeah, great. So Marxism uh, is like the analysis of of understanding society as class. So there are class of people, there are capitalists, and then there are the proletariat. And um, they capitalists own the mean, means of production and the proletariat are workers basically everyone you know and you are a worker like you your labor creates value for someone else so they could just like fucking free will and trade and make more money off of more capital and blah 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 and so he just had that analysis and socialism is putting that understanding of 
the society into action. So it is basically deprivatizing everything. So like, you know, AT&T should not own the internet, um, should not own internet connections or like Comcast and, you know, uh, Disney and blah, blah, shouldn't own media. It should all be like um, public institutions, the way the libraries run. So they're accountable to the public and, uh, and you can't make a profit, basically. So, like, a lot of socialists now want public housing, meaning that, like, you, no one can own housing. It's all public-owned. And, like, you, it just basically lowers the cost of everything. Communism is a more strict... Ver it's the economic idea of socialism, but it is enacted... Um, I would say less democratically, and a lot of people would argue with me on, on Twitter. I, no, I agree with you. I think that uh, communism is a wonderful idea on paper, but great resume. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly the greatest in execution because the thing that I personally feel like it does not translate uh -huh. is human behavior. Yeah, humans are greedy. They're jealous. Mm -hmm. They want more when they can get more. They're yeah, petty or, fucks. Yeah, we are all petty little bitches. No, that's and we'll Exactly. We'll do whatever we can to get into a position of power. Yeah, we That's, suck. Yeah. Humans kind of suck in a lot of ways. So It's yeah. similar to, on a smaller scale, I would say that's how I feel about bird scooters. It's like, great idea. <laughs> yeah. This should be great. But we're, we can't handle it. No, we're going to throw them in the we're ocean. So we're going to throw them in the street. We're going to leave them everywhere. But if we could handle the responsibility yeah. of scooters, it'd be great. Yeah. But we can't. We can't be trusted with them. No, no. And that's what's wrong with, has fundamentally been wrong with communism throughout history and like oh, I know some people are going to be like so angry with me but like communism calls for this thing called a vanguard which is like a leadership a council a council of leadership that are like they're not elected they aren't they say they're accountable to the people but they basically it's just like can be a dictatorship but with socialism or democratic socialism is that you're you can constantly there are things in place that like hey we don't like you we're gonna vote you out hey da 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 so it's like mm -hmm. it's a I feel like it's a more democratic way of instituting ending like these profit models that are like hurting everyone everywhere uh to go back to something that you said real quick as a way to kind of help drill down how to practical versions of socialism uh -huh. let's take the post office sure so the post office is run by the government yes. postal workers are paid by the government yes it is a service provided you do not have to pay to get the mail that's done through your taxes yes but then you also have UPS and FedEx yes now they're privatized versions yeah. of basically the post office and they can provide different services Sure. that maybe the post office does but either at, at different price points yeah, or faster like or whatever and then and you pay for that yes now under socialism how do we feel about fedex and ups well i think um i think it depends on like what kind of socialism you want like full socialism is no private property it's okay like nothing but um the thing about ups the thing you do when you have private in, in, in entities is you you introduce competition and with competition comes exploitation which is like well we can get it to you faster at a cheaper price but that's because we are have little children in the back mm. from bangladesh that are like making it work faster mm. so and these private companies aren't beholden to the people so the thing with the post office is like we it's run by the government we elect the government so we have oversight but like private companies like apple if apple wants to make wants their shit made in china with child labor we can't you know we yeah can, you we know. can't stop them from doing things yeah. even if it's a bad look for them even if it yeah. helps their sales plummet they can still just be like look it is much cheaper to have a, a factory elsewhere than it is to have a factory in the u.s yeah. and then they'll be like look portrait mode and be like oh okay what yeah, were you yeah, complaining yeah, about exactly. yeah. <laughs> suicide nets huh <laughs> i know and then our insane little government phones just don't look as nice and pretty yeah yeah um, <laughs> i yeah a lot of people talk about the free market I'm like oh look at what the free market has done it's created all this cool shit like like the apple phone and stuff but it's like but the free market has also limited us in so many ways like we're not in space we're not doing things that don't 
great outfit. I was going to say, aren't cell phones directly a result of Of, NASA? Because the government was like, God forbid another country should do something before us. So we're just going to pay a bunch of eggheads to get us there. And then that's what led to like a billion of, not a billion, but lots and lots of new tech that we now use was directly a result of the space race, right? For sure, yeah. And the internet was a government program. I think a good explanation is like my my friend who was the salutatorian at our school is this brilliant astrophysicist at Berkeley and now his all he does is create bluetooth he works on bluetooth fans like his genius is for the market where it's just like like imagine where we could be if like genius wasn't used for yeah products but yeah well we wouldn't have uh so many disney fucking remakes <laughs> i know yeah. that's i mean that's yeah it's, it's like, like the fifth podcast i feel like i've ranted about this but i'm truly no, just so irritated it by like, like how much we keep rebooting what i mean what one could consider like creative property yeah because like they they just have this like they have this formula it's like like aladdin made so much money and lion king too is because it's like uh it's their own property so they don't like have to pay a writer um you're getting the nostalgia from people our age and then they get to bring their kids mm-hmm. so it's like perfect cash cow is like everyone's gonna see that instead of like book smart or you know something else they're gonna run going. out <laughs> they ran out with the little mermaid there's no more movies we would care if they remade the Black Cauldron, but like think, true, <laughs> but like any other movie that Disney yes. announced, like we're redoing, like they're redoing Lady and the Tramp. Okay, fine. No, we're not pat. We don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're we'll be indifferent about it. The Little Mermaid's the last one. I think that's like so ingrained yes. in like our nostalgia yeah. and our yeah. hearts that like. Sure. But like, if they redo the Fox and the Hound, are you going to be like, what are you? <laughs> that's oh, how dare you? So, no, we'll be like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. We're talking a lot about socialism right now yes. because uh, given that it's 2019, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. There's an election next year. Wait, I'm sorry? It's kind of a big deal. Okay. I tried to like shut myself. Like as yeah. soon as I knew it was coming, I was like, I don't want to be answered. I don't want to like see or hear anything. I just want to show up, cast my vote, and then just like I don't, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I think that particularly, I don't know, in 2016, I was somebody who the more crazy things got, the more I was like, <laughs> good job, guys. And then once everything happened, I was like, oh, no, now I have to pay attention even more yeah. in like a vocalized way as opposed to just paying attention quietly. Obviously, I'm not thrilled with the current political climate, yes. but there is a very tiny part of me that's like, we have the power to change this. Yeah. We have the power because even if we can have a whole other podcast about, you know, are we really living in a democracy right now? But technically, in a year, there will be ballots and we will vote for specific people to run and then later vote again on a bunch of measures and other Mm -hmm. things at a Mm -hmm. local and state and national level that will change your lives, Mm -hmm. hopefully, to improve them instead of making them worse. Yeah. How do we feel about that part of the current political climate, particularly how maybe socialism is playing out in America right now. So I think that, um, I mean, I think the 2016 election woke a lot of people up. We're like, oh, this is, it can get bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I think a lot of us like just cruise through like a lot of even, I mean, I was really upset with Bush's presidency, but there was still like a status quo of like, we're not seeing kids in cages, even though there were at the time. Um, and then like the Muslim ban and just like these insane like broad like stroke shit that his administration were doing is like oh he has that much power or his administration has that much power that's there's that much power in his job so it's like oh this shit is important you know voting keeping up to I think a lot of people are seeing how important it is to be engaged and then just like you know Twitter and information spread so quickly we're just Mm -hmm. way more plugged in socialism how I think it plays out now is like it's honestly in the election i don't think it plays out as much as it's been talked about like i think the things that um you know bernie is pushing for or you know the left is pushing for are just shit that we've we've been pushing for which is like you know making sure workers get enough wages or uh you know um you know medicare for all was talked about 
in Nixon's presidency. So it, nothing, none of it is new. It's just, um, it is kind of new to us in considering the last 30 years of like rolling back some of these policies, but it's just like, we're just re-upping um, a lot of things we tried to do in like the 50s or 60s, which is just like help the middle class or help the lower class. Um, but like we like because of the Reagan pre presidency, we we stopped and we, we ignored it, and people no one was like really tuned into what the consequences of that were. So when we rolled it back in the '80s, and then we were cruising through the '90s, and then it just like because we fucked over so many people in like Reagan's presidency in like the '70s, it's like just coming back to us. Um, I like Bernie is not going to bring about socialism. He can't. He can't. And I don't think he can end private enterprise. Um, well, that's what I thought about when I thought about the post office end. example, which is yeah. like, in my mind, I go, well, I guess if you want to pay that much more for a service, and as long as that service is fairly transparent or you do your homework, like sure. if it turns out, I don't know, UPS actually uh, has dog fights in their carrier plates or whatever, then you get to make, then you find that out and you get to make an informed decision about whether, like, oh, I don't like that the dogs are fighting in the same plane as my male. Or yeah. you go, oh, I'm heartless. I don't mind if the dogs fight. Kill each other, yeah. mud, angry mutts. Like, then that's one thing. But I'm with you on that, like, yeah, you can't just, like, undo everything. You can't. It's not going to, yeah. You can. In that way, just I yet. I think what will happen is, like, UPS and... FedEx are like fine examples, but you have another shipping company, Amazon, which mm. is like, that is where I think Bernie and his policies in AOC is like, you can't make that much fucking profit and hide it overseas. You can't make billions of dollars and have your workers on 1099 and- And be yeah. so responsible for the housing and homeless crises in Seattle. Yes! And be like, oh no, like uh, there was gonna be, they were, I don't know if it was Washington or Seattle, but a tax mm -hmm. or uh, some sort of for every, for a certain amount of money over a certain amount of money, yeah. there was a percentage that was supposed to go into helping the yeah. housing crisis that Amazon specifically yes. was like, got that shut down. Yeah, it's, it's like you caused this problem mm -hmm. and we're just asking for pennies mm -hmm. to fix the problem you caused. It's even more horrific because that case was the P the city of Seattle, each individual person voted for this tax. They want this tax. And what it was was that the six major companies in Seattle, which was a grocery company, um, Amazon, uh, like three other, oh, Micros Microsoft, yeah. Yeah, Microsoft, Nintendo's there too. They all had to pay like 5%, which was like minuscule amount. Um, to the city to improve homelessness, build shelters, have mental health programs, and the city voted it. And so what Amazon did was they put pressure on the city council. They had their hands in the pockets of the little silly, silly council members, and the city council members voted to overrule their own population. And like, that's banana. Ugh. That's corruption. And and um, you know my prime auto renewed just happened. I <laughs> I am on Prime. I'm on Audible. I get so <laughs> mad. And it's hard because all three yeah. of us would write for an Amazon show in a, in a second. second. I wish they would in separate. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before, how it's like we just really wish that there was yeah. a separation between Amazon Studios and Amazon yeah. the company because the studios, it's like, well, you all are just making TV. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what to tell you there. Like, yeah. that's just, you're just making movies and shit. Like, how, how can we fault you? That's yeah. the same thing any other entertainment studio is doing. Uh, yeah. But it's not like it's not like you work for Amazon Studios and then you also are working an 18-hour shift in the warehouse with no pee breaks yeah, or what have yeah. you. Yeah, but I mean, you're get keep it like yeah. you're getting that Prime. Your best show that you make and gets on Prime is gonna make Bezos money. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, under my skin. Yeah, and it's like you look at those shows. Like I love the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and it's this show yeah. created by co-created by a woman with yeah. this strong, amazing, unique female lead. And it's yeah. like so. There's an important, great cultural impact there. Yeah. But that show is also being bankrolled by. It's well, a monster. It's a thing. It's a. They say there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. It's like even if you love this little shop, if you. Follow the money. Ooh, let's put our tin hands. Um, follow the money. Follow the Leanne, money. Leanne, where's all this red string coming from? <laughs> okay, look, just hold, stay with me. When did Leanne put all of these photos and maps and strings and pins all over your wall? Also, um, she wasn't wearing a tie, but now she is, and it's loosened. We, 
right. She looks like she's Look, been guys, sweating. She put on a loose Strap tie. in. <laughs> put your fucking helmets on. We're going for a ride. So anywhere there's a massive amount of money is there are uh, there's trusts and there are uh, venture capitalists and there are people that have invested like WME, Saudi Arabia gave them $400 million. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, I have a WME uh, agent. Well, not anymore. No one does. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just like, massive amounts of money is 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 you know it's just like a, a it's either a chinese billionaire or a saudi arabia billionaire that made their money mm-hmm. in bad ways and it's just funding everything so that don't feel bad about your prime membership don't feel bad about uh you know your microsoft tablet <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, you should feel bad about that. What are you doing? I would love if that was the new, like, slogan for Microsoft selling their new tablets. It's like, don't be ashamed of your Microsoft tablet. <laughs> don't be afraid to watch Apple TV. There's some great shows I hear coming out in March. Um, but it's about, like, you. we can boycott all we want, but it's about fixing policy and fixing right. the laws that allow them to... It goes hand in hand. Yeah. It's a system... Uh, but... It's things like that. Like you have a, a single mom working nine hours a day. She doesn't have time for her kids. So even it can come down to like a socialist level of like what you're kind of um, what you're trying to combat. Yeah. Because there are so many factors that that do it. And in the in the in like when you think of Apple and Amazon, like you can let's say you get rid of Apple. Let's say you get rid of Amazon. There are a million other companies that would love to spring up, take its place. So you and the same with Trump. You can get rid of Trump, but guess what? There are um, there are hundreds of thousands of Trumps, so you have to fix Yeah. have to fix the systems that allow that these companies and these people to happen. Um that's the thing that we all also have to remember historically is like when people rant about something like we can have Medicare for all, we can't pay for this. I'm like, y'all like 30 years ago, it was even worse health insurance wise. A yeah. hundred years ago, it was like, I hope you have money for the druggist yeah. so that they can give you a shit ton of uh, Enjoy uh, both your hands morphine. while you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One's going to be gone in the factory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> what was that? You, <laughs> yeah. you liked your limbs? That's yeah. weird. We didn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like... Yeah. Um, before we de- 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 before mm-hmm. I delve too deep into the stuff that Eugene was like really advocating for and why he's important, uh-huh. what kind of change or action do you feel like? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say this question for after. I don't know why I okay. put it at it's the like beginning. A, it's like a conclusion. It is a conclusion thing. question. I don't know why. Don't I just make it. Just draw an arrow to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. No, I'm go. literally doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I started with that one. I think I was just writing down questions. Yeah, this part's dumb, being cut. We know that. Dumb thing for you to do. I know. It's really I'm stupid Steve, of you now. Look at me. Look at me straight in the eyes. Look at me dead in the eyes. I am dumb. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into a little bit about Eugene V. Debs. Cool. Um, so uh, why don't you walk us through some of like the big beats of his life? Cool. So um, surprisingly enough, and don't hold it against him, he was born to his parents owned mill factories. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, but he ended up like, he ended up being like, he worked on railroads, he cleaned railroad cars. He had all these weird sort of like blue collar jobs and he joined uh while he was working for the railroad he joined the american railroad union mm-hmm. but they were just kind of like a club of dudes that just like hey we, we all work for the railroad and we love it were they just train guys they just train guys <laughs> they didn't do any collective action they didn't fight for big stronger wages they didn't do anything uh, They're just like, sup, we love yeah, trains. Exactly, yeah. Hey, let's was... grab a beer after making railroads <laughs> and talk about making railroads. <laughs> exactly. Complain about the boss. <laughs> what kind I don't of, know if they complained about What kind of boss. nails did you use today? The rail ones? Yeah, yeah. me too, me too. Me too. I Railroad used... spikes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I love a good spike. Yeah. <laughs> you kept it the lot, you kept the sides even. <laughs> sure did. I worked on a turn. <laughs> Which is funny because my mom worked for the railroad, so like she, mm. or she had it. She was in a union that was like a descendant of like Eugene's union. But what happened was he was uh, he wrote for the newsletter for this union, like they were oh. like a little club, and he started to notice that there were issues with uh, 
insurance, disability and death insurance, which uh, he was like, this isn't right. And so he just started, he saw collective action happening in other unions. So he's like, hey guys, you guys should fight for your uh, disability and uh, death insurance. And so he formed, uh, he had two major actions. One was successful, but one wasn't so successful. Uh, It was called the Pullman Strike, where like, I think there's like 250,000 people nationwide that were involved in it. That one was in Chicago? Yes, in Chicago. That might need to be edited over. It was either 70,000 or 250,000. <laughs> it was a big strike. It was either 10 or a jagillion. Yeah. But basically, he didn't even lead that. All of the workers were like, we're not touching these cars called Pullman cars because uh, there was an issue with uh, wages. And so they didn't unload all of these Pullman cars. They were like, we're not touching these cars. We're boycotting. And uh, they asked him to be the leader because he was a really good speaker. He spoke like an evangelist sort of, but for like workers' causes. It was 250,000 workers. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. That's about the estimate according to (laughs) sources. Uh, That got him sort of notoriety because the Pullman cars carried U.S. mail. Mm -hmm. And so that became a federal issue. And so like... President, I think it was Woodrow Wilson. No, it wasn't Woodrow Wilson. One of the presidents. Grover. Grover. Grover what? Cleveland. Grover in Cleveland um, brought the U.S. Army down to break up the strike. And I think like 20 people died or something. Holy shit. Yeah, at the hands of the U.S. Army. It was either seven or one gajillion <laughs> people <laughs> died. Something uh, like that. It was either. Look, one is too many. <laughs> either 700 people died or three babies were born. I'm not sure. <laughs> Look, everyone was fucking. That's that's a given. Um, um, so that yeah. happens in 1894. Sure. That's what I mean. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he ended up in prison for six months. He did. He ended up in prison six months. And while he was in prison, da 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 da, he got to read. And so uh, he got I, to read. I hope that's the sound anytime anybody gets to read. <laughs> yeah. Just generally, like I'm going to the beach and I get to read. Da da da. He wasn't like an outside weights guy. He was like. Yeah. yeah he was in the library. He was, he was like tasty and pussy. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a Pennsylvania. And so he read uh socialist readings. He read uh he read Marx, he read Capital by Karl Marx, he read some other writers, this guy named Bellamy, who said he wasn't a socialist, but his writing was socialist. But anyways, he was already there were a lot of union people who were already fighting for workers' rights, and then Karl Marx was just like, Oh, this makes sense. This is like there's a bigger picture to look at what, what's what's going on. And so he latched onto that and he like became a diehard socialist. And then from then on, he just joined a, a bunch of other, it was very union labor based. So he joined a bunch of other unions. Uh, they joined together and formed this Confederacy of Labor. Uh, Portraits of War. <laughs> yeah, not the greatest title, but oh, we'll we'll go with it. And, there were only so many words then. Yeah, and uh, there's all these really great American socialists who are like um, Bill Haywood, Lucy Parsons, Mother Jones, who like Mother Jones is in the ether because I think there's a publication. Yeah, but basically, yeah, she was. Um, she uh, was her like kids and husband died of yellow fever, so she decided like I'm gonna help out workers, and so she helped a bunch of coal miners uh, uh, fight against their you know corporate overloads, and a lot of people died. A lot of people died uh, in the coal mines just fighting for labor, and then uh, yeah, and then they all formed what was like the I, it wasn't the Socialist Party of America yet; it was like Social Democratic. Party of America or something. Yeah, shit there's like a that. few different yeah. versions. So Debs, yeah. I guess, was a founding member of the Social Democracy of yes. America. And then there was also the Social Democratic Party of America, yes. which came like a weird year later. And then there was the Socialist Party of America, which came a couple years after that. Yeah. Because no one could agree on a name. <laughs> it's like it's factions upon factions, which is happening right now on the left. But um then they formed the uh International Worker IWW, which is International Workers of the World, and that was with like Bill Haywood, who was like really famous for, um, uh, uh, you know, helping the eight-hour workday mm-hmm. come to be. Um, eight people died just during that fight alone, during one specific protest. So the thing is, like, people don't know is like in the South, the police were sort of 
created to like wrangle slaves but in the north police were created to uh break up gatherings and union and protests and people that were like organizing for labor Mm -hmm. which is like how the american police system north and south were created which is basically just suppress 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 anything that like challenged capital you know uh, slaves to their slave owners and then workers to their factory owners which is wild because we are so inundated with uh i would call it law enforcement propaganda yeah um like here's all the cases in which law enforcement is being good and i'm not here to say like I'm, (laughs) i'm definitely not on the like the blue lives thing it's more that um yeah, I'm sure there are lots of cases where a detective is told there's been a murder and then the detective figures out who did the murder and the guy says, yeah, I did the murder. And then the murderer goes to jail. Yeah. And that's like the way it should be. Yeah. But how many of those are there compared to how many that we don't hear about where it's just the suppression? Yeah, I think I, I think like if you go to some small town in like Indiana and you and everyone knows the sheriff and everyone knows and it, it operates the way it should. But when you have a police force in a big city or in a state like California, it strictly becomes this a force, an arm of, you know, suppression, an arm of fascism, an arm of protecting property, an arm of making sure homeless people don't sleep in their cars. That is... I know. Oh, my God. It's heartbreaking, right? <sighs> yes. It's hurt. It hurts. We just... Our city just decided that it's illegal to spend the night in your car. Yeah. It's fucking insane. It sucks. It sucks. And their police are there to enforce that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But so, where was I? Eugene Debs. Daddy um, Debs. So he <laughs> Debs. And does he go by Daddy he Debs? Does. Is that... He does. He did. old Debbie Debs. So, really? Uh, did he go no, by Debs? No, 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 he didn't. He ends up. I would that, though. Daddy Debs. Oh, uh, Debbie Debs. Uh, you son of a gun. Yeah. So, he ends up becoming the presidential candidate five times yes. specifically for the Socialist Party of America. Yeah, and um, socialism was really popular back then because so many people were in labor and unions were strong and everyone knew about him. I think he had like, his four, first two times he had like half a million votes which was like, or yeah, half a million votes, but his third time he had about a million, almost a million votes which was 6%. Mm-hmm. But um, that's a lot. That's like that's six times as much as Jill Stein got. And do not compare him to Jill Stein. <laughs> she's not You an, just did. She's not an organizer the way he is. And he's, you know, he did so much more. But yeah, like, uh, in, I think it was in 1912 is when he got his most votes in Florida. He never got an electoral vote because, you know, the guy, the big guys got it. But in Florida, he bit, he, he beat President Taft. So Taft, he got more votes than Taft, who was the sitting president at the time. Mm-hmm. Or was it Woodrow Wilson? Oh, it was in 1912? Taft. He beat Taft in Florida. Uh, you know that it's between two and still that's know. impressive. It same. was Taft. It was Taft. Yeah. I don't, think Will, I don't think Woodrow Wilson came into power until... Uh, I think he won that election, no? Yeah, because yeah. then he was in there during World War One. Yes, yes, that's right. And he became Woodrow Wilson's number one enemy. Um and so Woodrow Wilson won in Florida, but then it was Daddy Debs and then Taft. And then I think Rose, the, Teddy Roosevelt. So he beat out two presidents. Right. Um, so, yeah, he was very popular. Um, and then with World War Two, the re- like communism and, and socialism started to die out because they were just like challenging money. World, or World War One. Yeah, World War One. Because it was like, hold, hold everything. Yes. We have to deal with this shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was anti-war. He was very against World War One because he saw it as like just, a means yeah. to support capitalism. Mm-hmm. Because who's making the bombs? Yeah, who makes the bullets? It's who war makes is a the racket. Yeah. Oh, quick bone to pick with Debbie Debs. So apparently, uh-huh. when he he was either one of the founding members or definitely founded the Socialist Party of America, mm-hmm. and then he became the main candidate five times. And I just yes. when I read that, I was like, hold on. Hold he up. Was, you started your own thing so yeah. that people would nominate you? Huh. I know. Huh. I will say, okay, to defend Daddy Debs, <laughs> he actually hated the electoral process. He was oh. like, I will run, but I really want to focus on unionizing and, and, and um, you know, gathering workers and organizing workers. So he actually didn't 
care for the like, like he didn't care as much as you know everyone else did and i will say that he was like kind of a de facto leader in the sense that he was like this great orator and he spoke so passionately i think he was like the when he went to when he went to jail for his last time he spoke so passionate his speech to the judge was so passionate passionate and good that it had been like recorded as like one of the greatest speeches of all time yeah he apparently he made his living in like his later years as a a public speaker and there's a biography called eugene v debs colon citizen and socialist and there's a quote from that that says his voice ran a gamut of tones mock whisper to normal conversation to full centurion power Mm -hmm. um so apparently like this guy yeah it's just like all over the place known for it in the and like what ended up happening is that um, Bernie Sanders it became part of an audio documentary uh, because... Hold on, I'm rereading this, sorry. <laughs> oh, um, he created a documentary or something. Yes, like, uh, you can hear Debs in a recording made in 1979 by Bernie Sanders oh, in shit. a documentary that Bernie Sanders wrote and produced when he was 37. Oh, and it's apparently in Burlington, and you can go check it out if you happen to live in the Burlington area. Yeah. So or, all of our Burlington fans, <laughs> yeah. all of our socialist Burlington fans, yeah. If you're in check Ver- it out. if you're in Vermont, there's more than just foliage and beds and breakfasts. And there's- it's Burlington. There's more than great coats. Yeah. <laughs> How exciting do you think a Bernie Sanders written and produced documentary is? It's be so boring. I mean, it's when he was very 37, loud. so maybe oh, yeah, yeah. I think a little bit of is, yeah. yeah. It's probably very sexy. Yeah, it's probably a little sexy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there's no way I'm ever gonna Impersonate. hold a candle oh. to anything uh, Mr. James Adomian can pull off as an impression, but just something along the lines of like, <laughs> and I turned twelve. That's pretty good. Uh, I almost said Bernie Sanders in 1912. Daddy Dubs. Yeah, in 1912, Daddy Dubs brought us... Now I'm getting into like a weird uh, Ed Wynn thing. It's like the Mad Hatter for Bring It Back Round from Alice in Wonderland. Daddy Dubs. This is not the first time we've done this voice, and it won't be the last. Um... Downloaded it as a ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> the daddy daddy Jeff. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so talk about so um he did go to jail a few times. Yes. And um exactly how did Woodrow Wilson send him to jail? He oh, he was a staunch uh, uh anti war activist mm-hmm. and he um there's this thing called the Espionage Act of 1917, which was just this um, law that came into place. Basically, you can get thrown into jail if you were to, if you're cohorting with an enemy or if you're advocating for the enemy's cause, which anti-war activists were. And then Eugene was, he, he was kind of secretly, covertly telling people to like, to avoid the draft. So those under the Espionage Act of 1917, he was uh, arrested and imprisoned for like 10 years or something like that. How convenient. I feel like a lot of folks were just arrested yeah. for no reason under this. Uh, Victor yeah. Berger, who was a labor leader, yeah, yep. um, also His part buddy. of the Socialist Party mm-hmm. of America. Um, Emma Goldman and Alexander Berkman, who are anarchists. Yep. Got thrown in jail. Uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg are part of this situation. Um, a guy who was a whistleblower. Yeah, that guy um, that was a whistleblower. <laughs> my mom. That's actually my. It was. It's actually what the post is based on. Yes. Um, yes. And that guy, the guy, uh, Daniel Ellisberg, his him and his buddy. Uh, release these secret papers. Oh, and the Pentagon papers, Pentagon yes. Papers. And my, his buddy was my mom's friend back in the day. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he was indicted. Six degrees from the Pentagon papers. Since, since six degrees. <laughs> um, uh, Julian Assange, Chelsea Manning, yeah. they've all been... Uh, it's still in full effect. It's still effect, in full effect, yeah. This which is, insane which, espionage. Yeah. Well, it's nuts because there's, on the one hand, it's this seems like one of those things like habeas corpus that's like, yeah, okay, during this moment, maybe this was a good idea, kinda. No. But like, definitely exploited and um, abused. Yeah, yeah. Since then. Yeah. Where it's I, like, I could kinda get a version of this where I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess if you're trying to fight a war, you might 
maybe be like, ah, yeah, ah, we should maybe like lock up the guys that are kind of against what we're doing. Yeah, but but if not, you apply it to your own American citizens, that's it's like weird. You're just you're just squelching dissent. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's weird and bad, and you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um. So it's then he ends up in jail for ten years. Yeah, it's ten a, years. Yeah, it's a super long time. A decade. <laughs> a decade. Yeah. Uh, he was running like for a... president in 1920 while in prison yeah. in Atlanta. Ooh. And how do you got... not win? How do you not <laughs> vote for the guy in prison? Yeah, exactly. And for got... no other reason than like it's the guy in prison. I know. <laughs> Oh, who are you going to vote for? I think I'm going to stick with the current president. I don't know. I like this guy is stuck in prison. I mean, look, we voted the host of The Apprentice. I know. So is it that crazy to vote a socialist in prison? Absolutely we no. did it. Nobody at this That's table true. did. But Actually, yes. I have a confession to make. <laughs> oh, I already confessed. I watched the, I watched the Ghostbusters. Okay. That was the confession. <laughs> uh, he almost got a million votes. Yeah, he in almost prison. got a million yeah, in prison. So, like... Yeah. Daddy Deb's doing good in Daddy prison. Deb's do, De, Daddy Deb's did good in prison. <laughs> and then he, like, got really sick in prison and, like, caused his death. Yeah. So by the time he got out, it was not uh, yeah. not looking good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because prison is hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, then, like, he uh, got a presidential pardon after a couple of years. Though. Yes. So he was in there a while for very shit reasons. Yeah. But then gets to get out pretty early. Yeah. But but it was I mean a ten year sentence is crazy yeah. for basically saying hey don't do war yeah yeah just, <laughs> hey it's just, hey guys yeah. let's cut cut it out yeah cut it out yeah it's insane put him in jail where he can't tell us to cut it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It only it's, made him more popular. He got a million votes. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's got, like um, the Barbara Streisand house thing where like she didn't want any pictures of her house on the internet. So all the internet was like, here's her house. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's the same thing where they're like, put him in jail. Shut him up. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, nope. That. Now you've only shined the light on it's it. It's the Barbara Streisand effect. Yeah. <laughs> um. He got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Yes, he did. He didn't win, though, right? No. I think uh, his buddy, this other socialist in Finland named Carl H. Wilk, was like, this guy's done good, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm, in prison. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Nobel Committee went, the Nobel Committee went like, yeah, whatever. Did you say prison? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't know if we want to get involved in that. So yeah. <laughs> it goes so far. Not to uh, the Nobel Committee. No. They're uh, not easy to. They're not easy. They're not easy to persuade. Look, they don't. They don't read the trades. They're not up on the hottest. <laughs> Besides being a train boy and a labor organizer, yes. what kind of legacy do you feel like Eugene leaves? Um, I think he leaves. I think for us in this time right now, I think he um, makes the idea of socialism like very American. Like he was an American guy. He was very American and like. Um, he was an American guy. Oh, I was going with... Standing up for labor uh, problems. There we go. See, I went with, take me on a trip. I want to go somewhere. <laughs> be my American boy. <laughs> yeah, that's what Sal was Yeah, about. right? I knew it. <laughs> um, I think the legacy, yeah, he definitely leaves... He reminds us of like our strong labor roots and like there's so much work that him and other socialists did. Um, you know, the eight hour work day and um, a lunch break and, and labor laws. There's so much that he did that we don't know had to be fought for. Um, and it's unfortunate. I, I don't remember hearing about him in history in high school or. That whole era of America kind of gets glossed over because there wasn't Absolutely. a war going on. So it's like the Civil War ended and the North won. And then uh, nothing happened until, until World, World War One. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the 60-year gap that people don't yeah. really know much about. And there's so, yeah, so much happened. The fabric of our country changed so much. So much so that, like, you know, we, we hear about the New Deal, but we don't know where it came from. It came mm-hmm. from a lot of socialist ideas. So I think that's his legacy. Um Daddy Debs. <laughs> so it's um, just thinking about like anybody who like is listening who works anywhere. Like if you work yeah. at the Gap or at a, if you have any job and it's like, all right, it's time for your lunch break. Like mm-hmm. that's not some like the Gap isn't like we really like you and we want you to be comfortable and well rested. Please go take forty five minutes every yeah. three hours. It's like no people died 
and fought for what we think is just like, oh, that's part of the day. That's part of your job. That's part of how you work. You work 40 hours a week and you have a lunch break and this, this, and that. Your hours are eight. You work eight hours or you get overtime. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not just like the good faith of the people who are paying us. Absolutely not. No, it was a lot that that had to be established because people kept losing their fucking hands in the factory. (laughs) Yeah. And even like now, I I think we have the knowledge we go into workplace and and we're like, wait, I don't know if you can do that. Just that simple, yeah. that simple doubt of I don't know if you can do that came from you mm-hmm. know people fighting for us to be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, I have power. <laughs> um, there's a quote that I found where it's like, okay, so uh, he he started as a Democrat because mm-hmm. they, they hadn't because necess- he hadn't formed his own party to run no. in yet. Yeah, um, and in Indiana the city's democratic newspaper called him quote one of the rising young men of Terre Haute and then the republican paper said the blue-eyed boy of destiny i just wanted to compare those two quotes for just a second because the democratic newspaper is saying a rising young man just like a general statement Uh that says like hey this kid's got the goods and the republican paper says the blue-eyed boy of destiny which sounds like a pull quote from one of the harry potter novels right like that's like like is it me or is that like i read that i went what what am i crazy is this weird it is weird i don't i mean i don't they talked funny back then too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Is it? Is it? Um, yeah. Is it? Uh, is it condescending or is it just they have a crush on him? I can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> Daddy Debs is so cute. He's got those dreamy blue eyes. I will say, once he was in his heyday, him and like Lucy Parsons, who is a and Mother Jones, they were labeled like the most dangerous people in America. Like oh, Mother sure. Jones was the most dangerous woman in America. Yeah, because God forbid a woman mm-hmm. of all things should be like, I don't, hey, hey, cut yeah. it out. Yeah, exactly. Cut it out, guys. That's all, cut it out. <laughs> hey, let's talk about this. No. Yeah. No, come on. No. Hey, do you like, do you guys like humans? No. Like in general, are people is life does I, life matter? I hunt man for sport. All right, well, <laughs> I guess I've got a long road. <laughs> um, I'm sure and, she was that pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting though because Debs, I think, looks at his. There's like a quote where he says, "There's a time in my life before I became a socialist where I was a Democrat," and he basically says, "I have been trying to live it down. I'm as much ashamed of that as I am proud of having gone to jail." Um, and when I read that, That's I thought it was interesting because to me, it basically is the the 1897 version of "I feel bad for not being woke sooner." Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Which I wanted to put to you guys because I feel like the whole <laughs> being woke and stay woke thing is uh, pretty recent yeah. in cultural consciousness. Uh, how much shame or embarrassment do you guys feel about maybe oh. moments where you were less now, woke? Now the invention of time hop and <laughs> on this day memories yeah. has really shown me how not woke I was as much as like five years ago. I look back on like jokes I made or like funny observations. Like why, why, why? One, it's not funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. One, it's it was it's, funny. It, <laughs> I just stopped being funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I did. Why do you think Eugene Debs is more important over maybe other socialists? of the time, or do you feel like it's sort of equal? I don't think he's more important. I just think he did more things because it was a lot man. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's sort of the way, like, Susan B. Anthony is the face of the suffragette movement, and it's like... There was a lot of work done. There was a lot of of people on that. black communists. But you know what? There's only one quarter. Isn't that what she's on, quarters? Aren't there, like, Susan B. Anthony? There's only one silver dollar. There's no one uses. Um, if there's uh, a man on it, I know. We just be uh, ooh, that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know that socialism in general gets a lot of great representation in the media because I do think that yeah. there's the 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 confusion between socialism and, and like USSR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, like I've heard you say thinks of Russia. It's you like, say why? socialism, and people go, "Oh, well, we're gonna have to wait in an eight-hour line for toilet paper." And yeah. I'm like, "How did you no. jump from like?" Make a make Jeff Bezos pay for health care. Yeah. To I have to wait in line to well, to for to, for paper so I can piss. Well, a lot of these the boomer generation 
were grew up in the McCarthy era, so they have all they they have these. I was like, I'm a member of the D- Democratic Socialists of America, and I was at a um, we were just campaigning for a um, for a candidate, and we're like, yeah, just knock on the door and say, hey, I'm a, I'm a member of the DSA, blah blah. And we were training people to canvas, and this one older man, he's like, I can't say that, like I can't say socialist. I was like, you can say it, it's fine. I was like, we have to rebrand. Yeah. And he's like, but you don't understand. He's like, and if I see someone of my age, I can't say that. And so it's like. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah, they have that, that. You know, image is everything. Image is. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's because there's like not a ton of great socialist representation in the media. Yeah. It would make sense that Eugene Debs is maybe less known, so he's not necessarily a reference point. He's not exactly in the pop cultural zeitgeist. No. But one of my favorite things that I found out is that there is a likeness of Eugene holding a beer keg above his head and he appears on a beer can from a company called Revolution Brewing. Perfect. Oh, cool. Perfect. Uh, it's my new favorite beer. It's a That's Chicago really cool. brewery. Chicago. Oh, shit. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, that, and I, in my head, I'm just like, well, that's fun. Yeah. I know he's a train boy, but like, I you bet know, he was a beer guy too. He might make his, he might, he might come around. We might yeah. see him on things. Yeah. It would be fun. I yeah. would like to see more historical figures on things uh, that I'm sick of seeing the same people. I guess what I mean. It's yeah. not that I want necessarily well, I historical thought, figures yeah. to sell me. I don't want brands to use history to make yeah. me buy their product. But if we're going to do it, I would like a variety. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see different faces. A, a, a Nike Eugene Dozman. <laughs> or just going back to, you know, reboot and remake culture. Yeah. Let's get some new faces. Let's get some new original stories. Yes. Disney, hello. Yes, yeah. Disney, instead of remaking another Mary Poppins, let's get a Eugene Debs yeah, movie. This yeah, this guy in jail who yeah. runs for president. <laughs> that could, yeah, he could have yeah. like some like rat friends in jail. Rat friend. Yeah. yeah. The book sings a song. This is good. This is really good. Yeah. That's the something. Book sings <laughs> yeah. When, I mean, Bell was the... in a library. He's in a prison library. Yeah. This is beautiful. The Beast is capitalism. Mm, yeah. So he fuck, has to fuck out. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Well, like, yeah. Okay. That's a minor I've note. Try, I've just been trying to think of the song The Book Sings, where it's just like. Uh, uh, when the proletariat gets used <laughs> up by yeah, yeah. It rises above. That's when everybody will know the love. Oh hey! It took me a second. I got there. I like I you're there. going it's there. It's got like a little country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see There's it. There's a bit of gospel yeah. happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's in the vein of like a Randy Newman Princess and the Frog kind of yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think people are still getting wrong about socialism? Um, Besides, like, the toilet paper line and stuff. Oh, every, a lot of it, everything. <laughs> I think it's like, just, what do you think even our peers or people younger than us are getting wrong about it? Because I think it's, it's hard because it is, like, this economic analysis of, like, society, which is, like, a really hard thing that you have to dive into and, like, read and think about and stuff. Um, I guess what they're missing... I, okay, I think a lot of, of our peers think, oh, socialism is just Medicare for all. But in actuality, it's, like labor and the working class eliminating the bourgeoisie capitalist class it's like it's class warfare and people think oh it's just like free shit no it's actually like eliminating class so yeah i mean that makes sense that yeah. makes sense. Just yeah. like even out the playing field even, for everybody. Even out the playing field, yeah. I don't know that a, the playing field will ever be completely equalized because I don't know that it ever has been we in the, clo- the history of man, but yeah. we could get closer. Yeah. Get a lot closer. Yeah, we've gotten close on a lot of things and it's helped out a lot of people, like, you know, ending slavery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I mean, there, we've made some big strides and it was like, as, as close... I mean, we also started slavery. We did. We started it. I mean, when we didn't invent it, but like we also decided to do it. Yeah, we decided to do it. It was but happening, we and, we, and we were like, um, I guess let's just keep this going. Yeah. yeah. Guys like, if we never achieve socialism, the closest we get is better than where we were before we got mm-hmm. there. So. And what would you say to somebody who's like, is it what? No, you can only do that in Sweden, where the population is one state. Like in, I mean, look at how like the United States Postal Service covers the whole country. Our library systems are amazing. I love the library. Um, it's just about it's just it, you just gotta go inch by inch, 
and you know we only hurt ourselves when we don't try or we have we have universities dedicated to like super nerds that can just like figure everything out like we have the resources to mm-hmm. make it but work. instead they're doing bluetooth they're speakers just, they're doing bluetooth speakers and fans mm-hmm. so exactly can put a man on the moon so the best i would say the best hospital we have is this hospital called bethesda which is a military hospital completely government run and it is one of the best hospitals in the country so we can do it. <laughs> Guys, we can, we can do, do it. it. And my question is, yes. um, how? How do, uh, how, do you fix, exactly. how do you fix it all? Yeah, so. what, kind of, what kind of change and action do we need to okay, take? follow the no, red No, I want big line. picture everything. Like, how do you fix everything? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and you get, where's it all? Oh, that red string's back. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. okay, there it is. Put Following. on your hat. All right. <laughs> okay, Drop so think, uh, think local act global. Got it. Okay, yep, we're following it around. Oh, wow. Um... Yeah, how do we do it? I guess we just like it's it. The first step is an education process. Is like people have to see the world in class as class, and people. It's it's an education, like talking Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then we all join together and like overthrow. Yeah, it's also um, you know informing. (laughs) people our age and younger and just yeah. sadly waiting yeah so it is, it is it's working waiting <laughs> yeah. it's so slow change and progress mm-hmm. can be so slow but it's all good yeah yeah um do you feel like there's anything on in a specific local way that people can take change or action i think part of people's problem i think honestly this is part of the problem like behind uh why people are slow on being activists about climate change is because it is so overwhelmingly mm-hmm. huge. Oh, I, I genuinely don't think we can fix climate change, but I think we can mitigate the effects effects and disaster that's that will happen. I don't think climate change will wipe out. Okay, we're <laughs> put on my little hat. It's not a hat. It's true. I don't think climate change will wipe out the entire population, but it will devastate. There will be so many climate refugees, and it'll devastate so much. And we just need to like chill out, not. Um, not denigrate immigrants and just sort of like work together to like make sure they there's water and this and that and so that takes a lot of restructuring and then you know maybe slowly we can like bring down the the temperature of the earth but but bringing down the temperature of the earth is such a big like at like when we say things like you need to recycle or you need to eat less meat and etc all these things are important and good and yes but also like that can be so overwhelming for people. What's like little socialist oh. moves that folks can make so, that are not so like, well, what does it matter? The world's in it anyway. So there's a lot of things uh, you can do is like taking uh, money out of politics, um, you know, taking lobbyists out of politics, taking money out of politics and making it so that like you're our representatives are just there for the people and they are not beholden to a lot of companies. And there's a lot of um, laws on the books now that are just like keeping sort of capitalism in place. Like we tried to repeal Costa Hawkins last year, which was like would allow rent control. Um, there's this, uh, there's a measure, thir- uh, fuck, what is it? Is it SB 13? There's a measure uh, capping um, what we can tax uh, um property taxes in California, which a lot of property in California is corporate owned or like people in China own like parts of LA. And that's insane that they've, they, you can only raise taxes on corporate property as high as you can raise residential. So we're not going to raise residential super high because those are our houses. But guess what? Who also gets to benefit from that is corporate. So there's like all these tiny little things that we can undo um, just to weaken capital. But um just to we have to do something where the people truly govern the people. I have to disagree. I think it's important. I think Hollywood needs at least twenty-five <laughs> more luxury apartment buildings. Oh my god. That nobody can all, afford. They're all empty too. I mean, they're all empty and they cause so much traffic because like Bronson and Sunset, yeah. like everything's down to one lane. Um and it drives me crazy because it's, it's so like insane. Okay, well, if they're just gonna sit there empty, like it, it okay, a uh, little foil hat back on. It boggles my mind because no one's renting these units. I'm like, what yeah. is this property for? What are they? Are they holding on to the land? Are they are, are they laundering money somehow? I just it doesn't mm-hmm. make any fucking sense. Yeah, and there's it's like no nine thousand for a studio. It's insane. What's the like 
change your light bulbs out? Would it be like switch to a credit union? Is that one way? Yeah, you can, but I I really think that keep it all under a mattress. Keep it keep under <laughs> a mattress, but I I think that these little things you just have to go you have to go just a little bigger i think mm, you have okay. to look at like policy and like um you know yeah i think so it's yeah. being more active i think it's being more active um as opposed to yeah because i feel like there's sort of a passiveness that comes mm-hmm. with um specific types of activism where it's yeah. like like voting is active but it's yes. it's it is actually very easy, everybody. If you have not voted, we're asking you, please vote. And not we just every four years. Yeah, and not just every four years. Like, vote in the local shit. Vote for School the- School board. Yeah, vote for the guy who's teaching you, you know, picks yeah. the people that teaches your kids. It matters, that kind of stuff. But, like, um, I feel like a well, lot of activism things are things like, change your light bulbs. You've saved yeah. the planet. No, and I'm like, think, there's got to be more to it than that. I think the core of, and then, you know, the elect electoral is like 40% of change a lot of it is like is providing people power so like if like the LA Tenants Union needs to fight some like Blackstone which is like this big corporation that's like making us all pay an insane amount of rent by buying out property when they need to attack Blackstone like we need to like volunteer with them it's basically building like just like a union works which is like a union like the WGA couldn't go against the ATA unless it had a 95% approval rate, which it did. So it is about like us collectively joining together and like making a, a decision. So if it, whether it's with a union, uh, LA Tenants Union is a good union, um, or the union at your work, or, or just like supporting sort of those efforts is probably... And in the in follow Daddy Deb's example, <laughs> and how does one become a socialist? Just like our hero Daddy Deb, you just say you're a socialist. That's it. Yeah, and you're a socialist. Oh wow! Yeah, and you just advocate for um, worker the working class. I want to get paid more, and I want my labor to be valued. Valued, and yeah, yeah, easy. But I don't. And want other that. people's too, not yeah. just oh, me. Oh no, I just want mine. Oh no. Okay. Oh, I just right. want. I... I would just want things to be better for me. Oh no. Is that wrong? Did I not? Did I? Did no, I not do co- this episode right? <laughs> <laughs> um. There's a quote I'm gonna leave us on, which mm-hmm. is um, a, a quote from Daddy Debs. Mm. Yes, I am my brother's keeper. I am under a moral obligation to him that is inspired, not by maudlin sentimentality, but by the higher duty I owe myself. Hmm. Wow. Uh, I know what See? you said. Yeah. You said the same thing, but it I uh, look out for myself. Yes, I get it now. For a second, you guys were confused. <laughs> I'm not light bulbs. How do I get red? How do I get (laughs) Steve's red string? It says like get rich question marks, and then it all ends up leading to light bulbs. (laughs) Light (laughs) bulbs. Leanne, Bob, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. I learned a lot. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to say I learned a lot. So thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything? Thanks for having me. Plug it this time. Um, No, I guess I just everything that we talked about. Just like stay informed, learn more, read Capital. (laughs) Any of your own work or your Um, Twitter, any of that business you want to plug? No, my Twitter's. I don't. I'm not active. I guess. Oh, the new season of Dear White People is out, season three. So. On Netflix. On Netflix. Awesome. It's a great show. If you haven't checked it out because you have too many TV shows on your list, I assure you that this one is a really good one. Put it to the top. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the podcast, share it with everyone you know, any way you know how. Subscribe, like, rate, and review us on iTunes. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, you can email us at whydoyouknowthatpod at gmail.com. Or if you're more of a picture person, follow us on Instagram at whydoyouknowthatpod. Or, hey, if you want to hang out on Twitter, follow us on whydoyouknowpod. Different, because Twitter has weird restrictions when it comes to characters and handles. Let's do this again sometime. Okay. Uh-huh.